Welcome to Got Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. I'm Deirdre Koppelman, and along with your co-host, John Gassman, a.k.a. JG, we talk about topics every Saturday night to help you in your personal and professional lives. Got Wisdom will make you think, and we'll leave you with real solutions that come from real wisdoms. And tonight, we are recording live from the WCBS Adorama Theater. This is a lot of fun. We have a special guest panel joining us tonight, which is beyond extraordinary. Uh, we have Laura Lorber from Inc. We have Brian Moran from Moran Media. And we also have Tony Dauphin. Dauphin? Dauphin. Did you say that? Do you know who he is? I, I heard he's... Come uh, on. Multi-platinum, multi-platinum bad boy producer, author, professor, father... Chef and everything else. And we've An got a live audience. Can we hear the live audience, please? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And what are we gonna what are we talking about tonight? So Quick. tonight we thank you. So tonight we have three things that we want to hear wisdoms from our esteemed uh, group of panelists here. One, advice for aspiring entrepreneurs, number one. Number two, uh, give us tips, tricks, tools, and resources when the chips are down. And you're really challenged. And lastly, share with us, you know, things about taking chances in life. That's going to be really meaningful about career and life. Well, it's really the what if question. Mm. So what if, and we'll talk about this later, you can think about it now. What if you had said no at some point in your life? I'm sure we've all at some point said no to somebody or something. And if you look back, would things have been different? And JG is pointing to the clock. So you're listening to Gut Wisdom, WCBS News Radio, 880. We'll be back right after the break. Stay tuned. WCBS. Delays of two hours plus. With drive time traffic every five minutes, live from Chopper 880. We're just getting the first look here. Plus all the latest news. Several buildings have been evacuated. WCBS News Radio, 880. Welcome back, everyone. And if you're just tuning in, I'm Deirdre Koppelman here with your co-host, John Gassman. Howdy do. JG, and you're listening to Gut Wisdom, radio that resonates. Uh, tonight, our show is live from the WCBS Adorama Theater. And uh, we have a special show for you. Yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, we're down here on Hudson Street. We have Laura Lorber, executive editor of Inc. Magazine. Ooh. We have Brian Moran, strategic advisor to business owners and entrepreneurs worldwide. And multi-platinum bad boy producer, author, and professor. I hope I got that all right. And chef, Tony Dofat. Woohoo, Tony, yes. And in addition to our amazing panelists, we have a live audience filled with CEOs, business executives, and best of all, listeners. We've got some of our listeners here in the audience with Hi, us. Hi, Grace. So if you're a listener for a minute, please stand up. Please stand up. Listeners who are here that want tickets for VIP, yes, JG and I want to thank you personally. Thank you for listening, sharing the wisdoms, and being here tonight with us. You're all very special, and we appreciate it very much. So let's get the show on the road. Here we, we go. We have a couple of questions that we want to ask our uh, group of panelists. So the first question here tonight is, what is your definition of an entrepreneur? Why don't we start with Tony? My definition of an entrepreneur is very, very simple. I go by the book definition, which makes sense. A person who assumes all responsibilities and risks and financial obligation as well as the uh, benefits. So that is the book definition, but 
when you enter the real world, you have a different definition of entrepreneurship. Now, being that the game was on uh, two nights ago. Yes. An entrepreneur. Golden State, yeah. <laughs> to equate this entrepreneurship with uh, sports, an entrepreneur is a person that will take a three-pointer as opposed to a layup. Mm. That's how Challenge I look at it. Okay. Yes. That's from Tony. Hold that thought. Laura, definition of an entrepreneur. My, my favorite way to think about entrepreneurs are people who cannot work for other people. They have to work for themselves. Yeah. Those I'm people, unemployable. You know, they're unemployable saying? to a certain extent. <laughs> really, they, they just need to call their own shots, make their own decisions, and, and be their own boss. Well mm-hmm. said. Well Brian. Said. So I, I put the definition of entrepreneurship in um, context to small business owners and business owners in general. A lot of times we use these words interchangeably, a small business owner or an entrepreneur, when it qua- in fact they're at opposite ends of the spectrum. So the majority of business owners in our country are small business owners. They're lifestyle business owners, right? They, they work to live. An entrepreneur lives to work. Mm. And the biggest difference is when you think about it, you come to these forks in the road in business, whether it's hiring new employees, investing and in buying new products for your company, opening new locations. And when you come to these forks in the road, a small business owner will always go left. They look at these purchases as expenses and say, that's coming directly out of my pocket. An entrepreneur will look at it as an investment and say, this is going to help me grow my business. And so it's important that we look at what an entrepreneur is and clarify it against what a small business owner is. I I love the definition. So let me ask you another question. Uh, From your perspective, having worked, being an entrepreneur, but having worked with entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial companies, are there any specific um, traits or attributes that are telltale signs that someone is an entrepreneur. Sure. When you come to a fork in the road, a lot of times with clients, we play the, we, the what-if game. You know, what if this great opportunity comes up? And a small business owner, first of all, a small business owner is not going to hire me. A small business owner is going to run their business. It could be a nail salon, a pizzeria, a deli, and they're all very important elements of or, or parts of our economy, but they're not you know, on social media per se. They're not totally. necessarily, you know, reading Inc. magazine or coming to one of my workshops. Um, where the middle ground is, when you think about business ownership, it's the passionate business owner. Now, this might be somebody who is a fitness instructor who people said, hey, you should start a fitness studio. And all of a sudden, it's going great. And they say, you should open a second location or a chef. Opens one restaurant. Suddenly, they're saying open a second and a third. They're what I call the accidental entrepreneurs. Sure. They, but, and they're the ones who have the most to lose because they don't know. Like an entrepreneur is always going to go right at the fork in the road. A small business owner is always going to go left. It's that passionate yeah. business owner that's seen success that is going to make a wrong move and sign a long-term lease or, yep. you know, or, or make a big investment into yeah. equipment and suddenly realize, boy, that was a mistake. Thank you. And Laura, traits, characteristics, what, what in your well, opinion? I, I think that... Uh, the, the risk-taking is really a big part of it. So the risk-taking plus the passion are two traits that are really, really key to succeeding as an entrepreneur. But actually, the successful entrepreneurs take calculated risks. Mm-hmm. Very so much. So it's not just about you know chasing after the next big thing, but it's really th- 
thinking strategically and being able to put together a team and how do I get from A to B? Mm -hmm. Have you had employees that you thought maybe would be better off not being employees? Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of and writers, I'm sorry. Let me let me just yeah. make sure I finish that. And yeah. that they should be entrepreneurs, or not just that they were bad employees because we and know off what that the bus, is. right? <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of writers would rather be freelance writers, and I really do put them in the category of people who don't want to work for other people. They sure. want to be able to make their own hours and and make their own schedule and do what they want to do and really follow their own passion. Yeah. So, you know, more power to it. And, okay. you know, we, we don't really, you know, we don't own employees. We rent them. And we have to be able to connect with their passions. True. Good answer. Yeah. Tony, do you think there are any specific traits and characteristics that you can spot? Oh, yes, of course. In an <coughs> entrepreneur. I've, and and I've, let me just add, sorry <laughs> to interject. Yes. But you're a professor. Yes. So you have all these students. Yeah. And you can probably quickly identify who's on the entrepreneurial track yes. versus, yeah. you know, who's... JJ, I, that's I can, why he's here tonight. Oh. I can, I can smell an entrepreneur in five seconds. I've been around entrepreneurs ever since I started at 20 and didn't even know what an entrepreneur was. But and I, one thing I noticed, one big trait, one of the, the biggest traits is an entrepreneur is not scared to make decisions because that is very hard. When you're put into an office with the tools, and your boss, like Sean Combs, come in and say, build a house. I don't know how to build a house. Figure it out. Wow. And when you have to make decisions, decisions and use the resources that you have to build a house, then that is a good trait of being an entrepreneur. And that's one of the successes and one of the reasons why Bad Boy was such a success, because Puff has a thing to attract entrepreneurs and hire them, because he liked people to come into an office and make decisions on their own and make it happen, and then his company blows up. Yes. So everyone that left Bad Boy, including myself, becomes successful after because we're all entrepreneurs, and we grew up learning in the real world. A little and bit of being fearless, wouldn't you yeah, say? Yeah, you fearless. just have to do it. Yeah, you have to do it. Right. Not so easy for all of us to just do and, it. And, and the good thing about it is that you love what you do, and the better thing is that you get paid for doing what you love. Yes, I'm yes. still waiting. <laughs> <clears throat> so here's a question. I love that the audience is laughing. This is great. So what's a wisdom, right, or two, let's stick with one, that each of you can share with our live audience, our listeners tonight, on being an entrepreneur? One wisdom, if you could share, to be better at being an entrepreneur. Go ahead, Brian. Um, have a GPS plan for your business. Not a, a business GPS plan, plan. Not a business plan. A GPS plan. So, if you want to be successful in business, it starts with a strategic goal. So, it's usually a number. I want to make a million dollars this year. I did eight hundred thousand last year. Okay, that's a good goal. It could be market share. It could be number of new accounts. But it's something specific, measurable, and attainable. Smart goals. Yes, and the 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 secret to success is a GPS plan because you then have to map out. How are you going to hit that goal? How much of your business is going to come from your existing clients? How much is from new clients? And then you overlay social media and marketing and investments that you're going to make during the year. Everything is towards that goal. So if you remember nothing else, 
you have a goal, and then everything else is a means to that end. So when opportunities come along, especially for successful entrepreneurs, you can look at it and say, real quickly, is this going to get me to my million-dollar goal? If the answer is yes, you do it. If the answer is no, you don't. But if you say yes to that, then you need to, you need to take something out. Because mm. what the, the biggest mistake people make is they say yes to everything. And then they have no time to do what they want. That's Great an point. excellent point. Can you tell we both agreed and you know why? The team knows why. Laura. I would say get really good at connecting with people and building a team. So nobody does this on their own. You know, totally. Great point. Um, people need uh, one of the one of the traits that uh, is really key to being successful successful as an entrepreneur is that passion and to be able to communicate with people who will work for you and will work just as hard as you. So that's mm. a big pain point for entrepreneurs trying yes. to hire people who will get on their team literally and work really, really hard. Sure. So the best entrepreneurs can communicate that passion and get people really, really excited towards driving to those goals. Great wisdom. Thank you. And Tony, what's yeah. a wisdom? So I want to go back to the uh, bad way record scenario, for example, and um, <clears throat> just getting in Puff's mind, Sean Combs' mind, and figuring out how did bad boy become so successful throughout the 90s and he just hired like what she said he hired the right people for the job he hired the people that had more passion than what he had mm. sometimes hiring people that are even smarter than you yeah. that yeah. know more than you yes exactly yeah. yeah and you always have to humble yourself as well um uh that that is a good uh thing to 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 uh good practice. wisdom yeah mm -hmm. and, being humble yeah and the third thing is now in 2017 you have to read we have this thing called the internet that we didn't have growing up and now if you want to do anything you can just put it in that's how i learned how to self-publish a book sure how to self-publish a book you guys have it so easy this generation and It'll tell you how to do whatever you want to do. Yes. And you just YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do YouTube. that all the time. And you do it. And after you do it, then you just look at, wow, I did this because I Googled it. I, I took the initiative to ask a question and read. Yes. Excellent wisdoms. And I would add a wisdom, and I think it reflects our team. When you hire people and you're an entrepreneur, and I agree with all of the wisdoms that the panelists gave, yep. you have to be lucky enough that not only do they buy into it and have the passion but they're willing to be okay with not knowing everything. Mm. That's what I think we found. So you've been listening to Gut Wisdom Radio that resonates. JG, do you have a wisdom? No. <laughs> they stole all my wisdoms. I was going to say everything they said. So I have nothing else to add other than you're listening to Gut Wisdom, radio that resonates on WCBS News Radio. We're going to take a quick break, and we are having a great time here with our special panelists. So uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Thanks. Get the news you need whenever and wherever you need it. Follow WCBS on Twitter and like us on Facebook. You can even listen to WCBS on your phone with live streaming and audio on demand with the CBS local app. Stay connected with your favorite news radio station all day long. When you need to know, WCBS has you covered. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Gut Wisdom, radio that resonates on WCBS. I am JG. I was going to say I'm Deirdre Koppel, but that's not true. I'm JG, and this is Deirdre Koppelman. I'm the so host. glad that you did not say that. We did it once. I know. And it was a big more than once. 
And uh, if you're tuning in for the first time, we are live here at the, Adir- at the Adirama Theater in w- at WCBS on Hudson Street. We have Laura Lorber, executive editor of Inc. Magazine. We have Brian Moran, who is a strategic advisor to entrepreneurs worldwide. And we have the multi-platinum bad boy producer, author, professor, and chef, Tony Dofat. That, that's go. not going to leave. He's a foodie, by the way. So uh, we were talking about good barbecue, and oh, we're, we're going to figure see out where, that's where to going. go. So here's a little bit of a serious topic <laughs> oh, that serious I know stuff. our audience can relate to, our listeners will relate to, and even our panelists will relate to. Right? What we've is all, it? Well, listen. So we've all been there. It's like a, a vaudeville. We've all been there more than once, even twice, where the chips have fallen. Mm. And the pressure is up, right? And not just necessarily to succeed. Sometimes it's to survive, right? Some of us have had Pringles for dinner. It's true. You're laughing. Some of us had have nothing in the refrigerators. Right? And it just doesn't matter, again, walk of life, where you've been, where you're going, what you had, what you don't. So I'm curious from our experts, because I am taking a leap of faith, that you've all at one time or another been in a situation where the chips were down, pressure was up, okay? Share with us what have you done in the past to recover when things were as low as they could go? Well, starting with me, well, that's one of the reasons why I really learned how to cook, because I couldn't afford to go out and eat. So I Mm. had to... Resourceful. Yeah, I had to go to the store and buy a whole chicken. So I taught myself how to cut a chicken. There you go. And that's one of the things. So uh, one, one of the things that I have to say during my journey is you have to have passion before you begin anything because passion is the only thing that's going to feed you when you're hungry. When your stomach is growling, your passion will actually feed you. <laughs> when you're, and, and it may sound funny, but it's true. It's because the fuel. If you, yeah, because if you're so if you have ton, if you're so focused on your on what you want to achieve in life, you won't think about anything else. It's almost like if you're passionate about a person, a girlfriend, boyfriend, or whatever, they can do so many things to you. And if you love that person so much, you can't see any type of harm. Mm. And your friends are saying, "Hey, he's doing this or she's doing that," but you're so passionate about it. Same thing with your job. Same thing with the career choice. Same thing with anything. And then. Next thing you know, you'll be getting paid for something you love to do. So what happened with me was just going through that. And it was a bad time, but I didn't really notice how bad it was. Because because you were resourceful. Exactly. And passionate and fueled by the passion. Yes. Love it. Laura, time that was really bad, chips were down, pressure was high. For me, it's really about connecting with my faith and really getting to, you know, what things are really about. You know, what what's really real, what really matters, and and really digging down deep into into, you know, those values, mm-hmm. and also connecting with my family, and and cause those are the things that just really are constants in my life. Right. And I rely on them in a really big way. That's the stability. That's the mm-hmm. resource. Can mm-hmm. I just interject a point? Um, you know, we once did an exercise about uh, communication. Yeah. You know, how best to communicate with people. You know, when's the best time to communicate, how they like to communicate. You're the and only one who doesn't listen. That's true. <laughs> and uh, when they're stressed, 
how to help somebody who's really in stress. Yeah. Some people like to be left alone. Some people rely on family and friends to give them that support. You know, you could do it. Les We're there for you. Leslie um, Grossman in our audience talks about the entourage. Yes. Shout out. Yes. And faith. I believe in what's called unconditional trust. I have to believe that when things are not going well, that's when I have to believe that's just the way it is and it will not be this way forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it's not. So, thank Brian. you. Brian. Uh, so three quick points. Uh, it all starts with the gratitude, right? Mm. If you are grateful for everything you have in life and all that you've been given, you see the tough times as uh, temporary. You realize that they're not going to last forever, and you're grateful even for those rainy days mm -hmm. when things are as bad as they could possibly see. I always say, but there, but for the grace of God, go I, that things can always be worse. You know, you're sitting on the floor thinking, "Wow, can it really get any worse?" And then the trap door opens, and you fall, <laughs> you fall even further. And 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 so it starts with gratitude. And then I remember uh, one time I was going through a very difficult time in business, and I called my mother, who's one of the smartest people I know. And uh, I said to her, I said, you know, I'm, I'm worried. And she said, what are you worried about? I said, I'm worried about security. I had three young kids at the time and a mortgage, and things didn't go my way. And she said, you know what? Uh, so I, I said, you know, I'm, I'm looking for some sort of security. And she said, the only security you will ever need in your life is between your ears. And that... That's profound. Yeah. So I actually, that is one of my all-time favorite quotes. And um, Can you repeat that? It was so the, valuable. The, yeah. The only security you will ever need in life is between your ears. And it's when, when the world around you is just crumbling down, it's that security saying to yourself, you know what? I know I'm a smart guy. I know I'm going to get out of this. I know there are resources for me to get out of this. Sure. It's the people who panic when, you know, everything hits the fan. Sure. That they make a bad decision and, and, and they make it worse. And, and they say they throw good money after bad. Yeah. So you, you talked about support network. You know, a lot of times it's hard for entrepreneurs to reach out to people. Who, so true. Who, you know, you don't want to share your failures with the world. I failed. I mean, it's hard, but you realize that people will help you get back up on your feet. That's fabulous. And I'm just curious by show of hands in our live audience, anybody here ever fail? How about a clap? Quite a few. Quite a few. Quite a few. And listeners that are driving, don't clap while you're right. driving. <laughs> Right, so we've all failed, and, it, and what you just said, Brian, resonates so much with me because um, last year, Tim you're, knows You're an this. entrepreneur. I am an you, entrepreneur. You, you've gone through the roller coaster ride quite a few times. And, and not so much because I couldn't work for anybody. I was an unbelievable employee. They wanted 10 more like me wherever I went, that work ethic, that passion. The problem for me was I couldn't change anything. Right, it was too behemoth. You you needed there was too much bureaucracy, politics. Nothing would change fast enough for me, and I'd be seeing this, like this this needs to be changed, and uh, so I had to go and ultimately start my own business. So yes, I would say I'm entrepreneurial. I do come up with a lot of ideas. I do have a lot of passion behind those ideas, but sometimes you lose. Right, I lost a huge client, yeah. and 
that was devastating as a business owner, as a small business owner, as an entrepreneur, for anybody. And Not the, just financially, yeah. but emotionally. Oh, it was rough. The, yeah. It was rough. And the truth is what Brian just said is how one of the ways I got through it, in addition to having an entourage and support of family and friends, was to think about the one thing that could not be taken away from me was literally my talent, which was what's in my head. So that really is amazing. Thank you. The only security in life is between your ears. What's your mom's name? Grace Moran. Grace Moran. Are you calling her? I may. <laughs> She's I may. our next guest on Gut Wisdom. We may write her a letter and say thank you for your son. Yes, we can <laughs> do that. JG, next question. No, go ahead. You're doing okay. so well. So how do you stay? It's a little bit of a twist, right? Chips are down. Pressure's high. Overwhelmed. Anybody here overwhelmed in the live audience? Clap. Clap. We're all overwhelmed. How do you stay focused and positive? One wisdom. Go. Tony. How to stay focused and positive. Well, like uh, what he said earlier about making your, uh, your, your goal, short-term goal and long-term goal, keeping focused on your goal and not getting distracted. Because one of the, the lessons that I teach when I teach music entrepreneurship in class, I put A and Z on, board, on the board. And I tell the students, your goal is Z, so make a straight path to Z. Mm. And Z is releasing the product to retail, and A is concept, and, and, and to create the product. And find your way to Z without going zigzag. And focus on Z, and you will be successful. You will achieve your goal. Even if you're not successful after you achieve your goal, at least you reached your goal. Can I so tweet that? Find your way to Z. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good that's one. That's a good tweet. And tweet it. You know, I, it's, gut wisdom. It's eye on the prize. <laughs> eye on the prize, stay focused. Yes. So when chips are down, pressure's up, yes. eye on the prize, stay focused, yes. straight to Z. Yes. Is that correct? I wrote it down. Okay. So how do I stay focused? Yes, and positive. and positive. Picture okay. this. I want you to get into it. The chips are down. The pressure. The pressure. You need more subscribers. You got to make that. You, you got to make that you, deadline. The budget. For that article. All to get this out. is going I on. I totally it, feel that. Well, frankly, right? I need deadlines, or else you know. But uh, but so focus I know, and I know positive. This sounds very trendy, but I got into meditation in a big way. And it's, it's been good so wonderful. It really slows down. And, and it's just not meditation, but it's about mindfulness in everything that you do. Yeah. And, and so that your life sort of becomes a meditation uh, so that you're very aware of what's happening and why you're doing things and living in the present moment. And anybody can meditate. Yes, and it's you don't not need to chant or do anything fancy. Right, nothing oh. weird. Yes, you could be washing your dishes, for example, oh. as long as you're there and you know what you're doing. So that's that's one thing I would recommend, and, and it's really, really worked for me. Love it. Yeah. Thank you. Brian, one. One wisdom. Okay. Chips are down. Pressure's high. Overwhelmed. Ugh. How do you stay positive and focused? So, you know, there's a great quote from Mike Tyson that everybody has a plan till they get punched in the face. I and thought so you were going to say until they bite somebody's <laughs> ear. No, no, no. No, that's his plan B. I'm so glad you didn't say that. <laughs> but you going to the earlier segment. I talked about a GPS plan. Yeah. The biggest mistake business owners make is that they, they write this plan at the end of the year for the following year. They say, okay, this is where I want to be, and this is how I'm going to do it, and everything's great. And then they take that plan, and they put it into a filing cabinet, never to be looked yeah. at again. 
So here's what happens. When, when you're traveling and you, you put your, your uh, destination into your smartphone yeah. and things don't go according to plan, what does your smartphone tell you? A turn left Course here. Correct. We're going to detour. It's going to take a little more time. Ham, I'm sorry. I never listened to that. And that's uh, why uh, you <laughs> always call me. Jonathan, I'm, I'm on I'm the uh, George Washington Bridge going to Jersey, sure. but I wanted to go to Long Island. <laughs> it's so but true. If you, if you, I get annoyed. If you spend that much time planning for success, we all know that things don't go according to plan. Sure. The original plan. There's contingency plans and backup plans. Yeah. And so you say, okay, break the emergency glass, open up plan B, let's see what I'm going to do. So when you lose that biggest client or your top salesperson leaves your company, you shouldn't sit there and stare at your navel and say, okay, oh, my God, what are we going to do? I just lost my biggest account. You should have plan B in place. Okay, this is what we're going to do. And to that point, <clears throat> even if you're not a business owner, right? Not everybody in our live audience is a business owner. Yeah. Not everybody listening is a business owner. But having a contingency plan Absolutely. is a wisdom for everybody, right? Yeah. Oh, Create the what-if scenario. I know we will talk about this later, but what yep. if this happens? What if that happens? And if you talk about that in advance, then when it actually happens, when you get disrupted in business, you immediately know what you're going to do. So you don't, you don't, there's no downtime. You say, okay, this happened. We expected it. We talked about it. Let's pull out plan B, and let's keep going forward to our goal. Love it. Amen. Thank you. JJ. A wisdom from me? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Having a mentor, having so, a mentor, having a confidant, someone to speak to when I, when the chips are down, not feeling great, need to focus, get back in the JG zone. Having somebody, you're you're making a face. You're I am because I'm I'm thinking. Who, who is that? Who is that? My dad Aww. and my mom. Aww. By the way, they just celebrated their 70th wedding anniversary. Is that Each amazing? I wish that all upon you. And your mom just turned 90, which is She doesn't want anybody knowing that, so you weren't supposed over, to say that. It's all over social media, JGM. Oh. We oh, don't want to break that to her. So oh, what's happening when we come back? We come back after the short break. We're going to chat about the what if question. What if it doesn't all go according to Hoyo and it doesn't really work out the way it's supposed to? What are you supposed to do? Oh, I have, what a, have you? I have a different take on what if. Oh, got 11 seconds left. Okay. <laughs> what if you had said no <gasps> to something That's or someone question. to an opportunity in the past? How different would your life be today? Coming back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Gut Wisdom. Introducing Play.it, a podcast network like no other. At Play.it, you can hear your favorite WCBS features on demand. In the WCBS Eye on Politics. I'm Pat Farnack with the WCBS Health and Wellbeing Report. I'm Steve Greenberg talking about your next job. Hear those and more from WCBS when you need it. Plus, great content from other CBS stations. For the best in news, sports, business, and tips for your lifestyle, go to Play.it today. We're back, and you're listening to Gut Wisdom Radio that resonates. I am Deirdre Koppelman here with your favorite co-host, John Gassman, a.k.a. JG. We've got a live audience. Clap so you can yeah. be heard. Woo! Yeah. 
Oh! Woo! Go ahead. Here we go. Yeah. So it's interesting. You mentioned before this whole notion about uh, the challenges that entrepreneurs face. Uh, who do they go to? And I and I want to put something out there because um, entrepreneurs, business owners, the C-suite, it's kind of lonely at the top for a lot of owners. Uh, they don't like to share their losses. They don't like to talk about certain things. So who do they turn to or who should you turn to when you have to make the tough decisions? You know, who challenges you as an entrepreneur? I know who challenges you, yes. me. So, um, but who can you count on to answer your question? So we've been members of uh, an organization called Vistage, V-I-S-T-A-G-E. Yes. And uh, we have a guest here, Leslie Grossman, who's a Vistage chair here in New York. And uh, give her a clap, a round of applause yeah. to her. Awesome organization. Uh, really helps entrepreneurs stay focused, figure out how to scale their businesses, dealing with, you know, the questions that they don't like to deal with. You know, who are they accountable to? She's rushing me to go through how to optimize your business, enhance your leadership, and inspire true action. So Vistage is having an event here uh, on June 21st, 2017, uh, at Bank of New York, Mellon Wealth Management. Uh, if you're a business owner, you do a million dollars or more in revenue, I would highly recommend that you attend, mention our name, and go to the website, Vistage, V-I-S-T-A-G-E dot com forward slash WCBS 880. Again, right, June 21st, 8 a.m., BNY Mellon Wealth Management. We've been Vistage members forever. I'm also a Vistage speaker. Leslie Grossman is here. She's a Vistage chair. Uh, it's it's peer-to-peer -peer advisory in it's a amazing. very carefrontational place. Urge you to check it out. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to the show. Let's do it. Go, JG. So, again, if you're tuning in for the first time, we have three special guests. Laura Lorber, executive editor of Inc. Magazine, Brian Moran, strategic advisor to business owners and entrepreneurs, and multi-platinum bad boy producer, author, chef, and professor, Tony Dofat. It's not going to go by. You are the chef. That's, the, that's the end of the story. <laughs> and by the way, if any of you that are listening have missed uh, prior shows or you didn't hear the beginning of this show, you can always download our show and previously aired shows by either going to the website, gutwisdomwithaz.com, or you could find us on iTunes or play.it. Right, Dee? You sure can. So let's get back to your question. You had a great question. Can you repeat the question? Yes. So the question is, and I... We come up with this content because we live this, so and we think most people do. It's the what if dot, dot, dot. So specifically, what if there was a point in your lives, in your careers, where you maybe could have, would have, or did say no to an opportunity, to a something, to a someone? How would your careers and lives be different today? Yeah, well, coming from... This is Tony. Yeah. I remember <clears throat> when I was 20 years old... Um, that was only a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, like two years ago. Uh, there was a decision... I mean, before I entered the music industry officially, mm -hmm. it was almost like a decision had to be made. And it was either follow my passion and dream or or listen to my mother and um, stay in school then and, and continue to go to school. And at that time, I followed my passion. And if I didn't, then I would not be here today. And if you don't mind me sharing, yes. only because there was a little bit of a story. Yeah. So P. Diddy, Puff, 
Sean yeah. Combs was an intern at yeah. a record label. Yes. This is 20 years ago. Yep. And, and your 90, neighbor... 91, 92, yeah. Okay, your next-door neighbor... Yes. Uh, mutual friend, yep. right, said, I think you should meet this guy. Yeah. And you went where? Down to the label, yeah. met with him. Yep. And Hung out till 6 o'clock in the morning. Yep. And what happened? And we made a song, and the song became a national hit in a matter of days, and it was Mary J. Blige launch. You remind me. That was our very first wow. single, and that was my first song, and that started my career. And ever since then, I never looked back. I lost count of how many records I produced. Like when I told you earlier, I just guesstimated. I'm looking at my BMI royalties and says I have 171 cat works in my catalog, but I don't really know exactly, but it's somewhere around there. So after that, everything is just a memory, and I just continue to move. So imagine what if, for any reason, you could have been an arrogant youth. Yeah. I'm not going to meet your friend. Yeah. You could have said that to your neighbor. Yeah. I'm going or, out tonight. Or maybe you didn't have a lot of self-confidence as a young person. You could have. What if you had said, uh, Yeah, exactly. Totally different path. Yeah. There you go. I have one, one point, though, or question. What did your mom say? Oh, she was my biggest fan. She asked for a plaque. <laughs> she said, oh, can I have a, um, what's the 411 plaque? I said, okay. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. We love your mom. <laughs> Laura. So, Deirdre, I, I think I have a kind of a counterintuitive answer to this question. Great. Which is, I feel like I might be doing the exact same things anyway. So, when I think about major turning points in my life... If I had said no when I, you know, first tried to become a reporter knowing nothing about journalism, if I had not decided to move to New York when I had the opportunity, if yeah. I had not uh, decided to go work for a competitor, uh, even though I was extremely loyal to my the people I were, was working with, I feel like I would be f still following my passion and you know, telling great stories, connecting with entrepreneurs, connecting with people with a lot of energy and drive and are doing innovative things. I just kind of feel like I would be going in the same direction regardless. Interesting. So, frankly, I <coughs> kind of think Tony would have been doing the same thing anyway because he doesn't have much of a choice. I mean, that's, that's inside him, and it had to sort of unfold. And he had to kind of follow his destiny, not to get too far out there. But mm. I think there's a lot to, th to there's that. A, there's a lot to following your gut. Mm -hmm. You know, hence the show, Gut yeah, Wisdom, gut. is exactly. really trying to help people find that inner voice, mm -hmm. you know, that instinct. And we lose it. You know, for a lot of people, they lose it. They graduate, and that's it. And they don't follow their career, you know, path or their passion. And then all of a sudden, something happens. They come to a crossroad, and all of a sudden, a light bulb goes on, and it's like, ooh, that's, that's drawing me mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. So trying to help people follow their gut is, is what this is all about. Yeah, that's one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was, you know, do what you love. You know, do what you love. The money will follow. Just do and have fun. And if you're totally. not having fun and if you're not happy, Don't. Go, go find fun. Exactly. How many times Love have it. we said we're not taking on a client if they're not fun? Number one, right? Well, you've well, said I say that. that. <laughs> Sorry, stand correct. The girl who eats Pringles never says that. Oh, Brian, do you need me to state the question again? 
If you want to, sure. No, you know it. Go right uh-huh. ahead. Come on. Um, you know, gut wisdom. Uh, you know, uh, I think people think of that as kind of like, in some cases, it's almost like flipping a coin. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I just went with my gut. Like, oh, and by sheer luck, I happened to land, it landed heads up. You know, but it was a 50-50 shot. And the fact of the matter is, it isn't. A gut decision is something that you go deep into the core of who you are. And it's all of the decisions that you've made in your life up until this point. And it's like when somebody says to you, hey, let's do this. We won't get caught. And you're immediately, you say, your gut decision is, no, we're going to get caught. And it's, or as everybody goes right, but your gut's telling you to go left, and you can't understand why. That actually happened to me when I started my current company. You know, I, I made a decision to start a business in 2012, you know, four kids starting college, and it's like this is a Ooh. bad time to step off the median. Oh, yeah. You really don't want to do this. And right. there was nobody in, you know, who said, this is a good idea, Brian. And, uh, and I, knew, I just knew, and I'll tell you something. I'll never forget the day I, I was having breakfast in New York with a very, very successful person. And he said to me, we're having breakfast. And he said, are you happy? And I said, yeah. Don't you hate that I question? I said, of course I'm happy. And he said, you don't look happy. And he said, <laughs> he, I, was, I, was in, I was in corporate America. And he said, you know, Brian, there are some people who are just meant to be entrepreneurs. And you're one of them. And you should go follow your dream. And he actually helped me figure out what my company would be. And so when I made the decision, and but you see the other thing too about with gut wisdom is that you plan for it. You, 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 that decision just doesn't, you, you don't come to a fork in the road and go, oh, okay, I'll go right. I you, do. You, but, you, but, but you plan well in advance. So there, there are reactive people, there are proactive yeah, people, and there are predictive people. The reason that the predictive people are so smart is because they see these forks well in advance. And so when they come to it, they plan. They say success in life is 90% preparation, 10% presentation. If you plan for these decisions, when they happen and you make the right choice, say, wow, he or she went with their gut and they they were right. How lucky are they? And it has nothing to do with luck and it has everything to do with planning for your success. Are you a planner? That was a um, <laughs> rhetorical question. Yes. Are okay. You, I have a question. Are you a planner? Yes. Yes. I, I am first. And? Uh, yes, and first the idea happens. I can't help it. Everybody who knows me knows this. I see holes and I just have I have these, an idea. I have an idea. I have an idea. <laughs> I have an idea. And then I would say I do put a plan together and I do actually start with Z. And I work backwards. Yeah. Um, but, of course, the plan always gets disrupted because jack-in-the-boxes pop up in our lives with other, you know, and you know, squash them down. And then I think the important thing is that you have to think about a tennis player. How do they operate? They operate on the balls of their feet because when the jack-in-the-boxes pop up or things that come up that are unexpected, they pivot. Mm-hmm. And I think the ability to pivot and pivot quickly and not have your feet stuck in cement. I made this decision. I made this plan. And this is sort of what it is. You have to have your eyes open and say, this is, this is not working. And as good of an idea as I thought this was, sure. I've got to shift, pivot, move. That would be my wisdom. Shift, pivot, 
move. That'll be the third book, JJ. Yes. That's how we come up with these things. And that's a good tweet also. I know. Hashtag gut wisdom. You encourage me. That's part of the problem. Don't blame me. Do you plan, JJ? I eat a lot of donuts. You eat a lot of donuts. I plan when I come here to bring donuts. And I've put on 20 pounds. (coughs) Thank you very much. So... One more round. We've got we've to do this in a short amount of time. 45 seconds. 45 seconds. One wisdom, one wisdom only on taking chances. Taking chances. Uh, <clears throat> there's nothing. I mean, the only thing that I can say is just take a chance. You got to take a chance. Now, I'm a real entrepreneur, so I go for it. I don't have, I don't think about what if I didn't do it. I do it because I don't want to kick myself in the butt later and say, what if I did it? There you go. Laura. You got to have a lot of at-bats to hit a home run. There you go. Great wisdom. Calculated risks. The more you plan, the better your chances are for success. There's that word again. We are going to do a segment on planning. So we want to thank our panel. Hello. Clap hands, everybody. We want to thank our audience. Right? Almost time to go, JG. Yeah, what a great great episode. And... uh, a lot of golden nuggets here and a lot of great wisdoms. Yes, yeah, so uh, for those of you who may have only found gut wisdom on your 880 dial tonight while you've been waiting for the news, traffic, and weather, maybe you're wondering what else we talk about and who else we talk to. Check out the website, gutwisdom.com. See you next Saturday night.